AG1 is a comprehensive and convenient blend of over 70 high quality ingredients. And what that means is each morning when I wake up, before I do anything else, I drink AG1 to set me up for the day. It keeps me clear headed, full of energy and focused on whatever I need to do, like writing the fighting cock, for example. One scoop once a day before breakfast and that's it. I've actually found that I've not been needing coffee in the morning to get me started. I've still been drinking coffee because I love coffee, but it's not because it's like a necessity to do so. AG1 is made out of the highest quality ingredients subject to the strictest manufacturing standards. AG1 is NSF certified for sport and this process involves exhaustive testing and verification that every serving of AG1 is exactly what you see on the label. If you want to take ownership of your health, try AG1 and get a free one year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs for your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com forward slash the fighting cock. That's drinkag1.com forward slash the fighting cock to get started. And to help the podcast. Thank you very much. Have a great day and enjoy the show. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to Geico.com or contact your local agent today. Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and Geico is an easy choice. 
Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to geico.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Ray. Week. Yeah, Shayru's been uh, just hitting me up on the uh, social media. Is he? He wanted me to dedicate an episode of the Fighting Cock to him. Why? Well, last year he died. That and he came back. He came back. He came uh, okay. Back. <laughs> he, he he did die, but then the doctor saved him. That's that, that's always a good thing. Uh, yeah, it's good because he is our mate. He is our mate. Yeah. So this episode of the Fighting Cock is do- dedicated to Shayru, who passed away, but then was saved by the doctors, and that's all he wanted. He have you seen it? He well does like Moby. He looks like who? Moby. Moby the kind of electronic. Yeah, dance. yeah, yeah. That not the whale. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I haven't seen that. Does he? Yeah. The important thing is he's very much alive and happy. Okay. Uh, but now he's happy because he fucking like wouldn't let me go about this thing. He's a dedicated episode. I died and I came back. I'm, I'm, I'm very glad for that. <laughs> it's the fighting. It's the fighting. Clock. It's the fighting. It's the fighting. Episode 12, season 6 of the Fighting Cop Podcast. Today I'm joined by Alex from Bristol. We've got Ricky TFC in the house. Yeah, mate! <laughs> We've got Barney. Buonasera. How you doing? Uh, You're just back from Sweden. I am back from Sweden. <laughs> How was it? Uh, it's a little bit weird. It's, I, really, I really like it. What have you done? I didn't do anything. <laughs> but uh, it's, quite, it's quite a nice place. It's very different to um, the UK, very different to Italy. And um, the, the, I went for a little run around the harbour, and there's just like women just going into the sea naked for early morning swim. <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I thought he was going to say it's just women. No, no, no. There was people actually go swimming in the freezing cold sea as a kind of like wake me up in the morning. And trying to work out what what he actually did. No. <laughs> you sure they <laughs> stopped off, went to the bushes, filmed? Yeah. <laughs> you sure they're not just running from you? They like just happened. They're just no, like, no, get, no. quick, get in the sea before he there, sees There us. was no running, was there? Well, I, my running went almost like moonwalk. I started going back. <laughs> but she just came out the she came she? out the apartment. She? Who? Yeah, she? I don't know, a lady. She came out of her apartment in a white bathrobe and just went dup, 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 straight down to the steps. <laughs> <laughs> bathroom, bathrobe off, splash straight in. Splash. They were amazing. They, <laughs> they were amazing. But no, no, not, not, not her, but what? just uh, the. Are you attitude. talking about? Did you objectify her? No, I didn't actually. Any, I didn't actually see titties. I just saw. <laughs> <laughs> I just saw her into the water. Then I kept running. <laughs> That's running. Someone cut that. I just saw her go into the water and then I kept running. Yeah. Running after her. That's running. an no, excuse. No, I was running around the around the harbour, the uh, coastline. That's a brilliant entrance. It's just early. It's early today. <laughs> I haven't even opened my beer yet. No. How are you doing? You're right. We're coming. Did you have a good time in Sweden? Good. It was great. Great place. Great people. I've never been before because I've always been scared off by the press. 
the yeah. price? Price, not the price. I'm not that famous. I'm very famous. But well, that. It was actually um, Zlatan's hometown. <laughs> so um, he's like a, a god there. They sell T-shirts. His his name was scribbled into the the hotel gym. What Zlatan or Ibra? Well, he's from, yeah, he's, well, it had his full signature. But uh, he's from Malmo. So um, <laughs> oh, I thought he was from just he's and just god. scratched him <laughs> to the wall of the gym. I was like, there's loads of stuff you can well, get. You love you. Let me get my pen knife out. <laughs> How <laughs> oh, have you been? I'm alright. I've had. Uh, Rianne's coming along. Bad. Yeah, she's uh, she's alright. She's getting there. She's. Uh... Well, we want to say well done for carrying this beast's baby. Uh, that's true. Uh, but yeah, she's she's fine. It, she's... I reckon. It, I reckon the baby boy or girl is going to come out of a beard. <laughs> <laughs> Any hair would be a bonus. To be fair, wouldn't it? If we're honest, yeah, healthy to me. Yeah. No, she's alright. I've had a tough couple of weeks. Been, yeah, got broken ribs. Went to qualify the weekend. Oh, he lost. There we go. Uh, broken ribs. Yes, I'm a boxer. I break my ribs every now and then. Yeah, pathetic, mate. It's not pathetic. How about I punch you in the ribs? <laughs> I don't need to be a boxer to beat you. <laughs> <laughs> one day, one day we're one, doing this. And we're one day, you it. fat prick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I'm alright, man. <laughs> How you doing, Rick? Good. Yeah. Good, mate. Yeah. Tell us a funny story. I don't have any funny stories. What? You can't come on here and not have a funny story. What have you got up to? Then anything happened? No, well, something about the kids. Yeah, I was I, I was ill recently. Yeah, yeah. It's one of those fucking horrible like because I, I I judge ill like your illness of if you've got a cold and you're just moping around the house. It's like a shit illness. You can still go to work and do stuff. This one was a fucking real good illness where I was doubled up. Like my, I, I was like laying in my bed, like back ass. I thought I was dying from kidney failure. How Saturday. did How did you feel about taking the piss out of you for being like poorly and the snuffles and lot though? Oh uh, yeah, no. You might, you've probably got some issues. I'm not taking the piss. I say he's poorly. Poorly is poorly. Yeah, but you 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 can't say poorly for everything. You can't <laughs> you can't have like oh he stubbed his toe. He can't walk. He's a bit poorly, and he's dying from crippling cancer. He's poorly. Yeah. There's the, 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 there's levels, no. man. There's uh, levels. Yeah, of course. There's levels of busy. You can't just <laughs> you can't pander around poorly willy nilly. <laughs> all right, all right. What illness was it? Fuck no, some kind of. Fever, <laughs> Saturday night <Jungle>. fever. <laughs> you're over it now. Yeah, I'm over it. Yeah. Yeah, you went. You went to Crawler, Alex. Yeah, your hero. You watched your hero get beat up. <laughs> I didn't watch him get beat up. It he was fine. Well, we won't go into details, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, it was good. Met a few uh, few celebs. Yeah. Nice. A little picture with Ricky Hatton. He was uh, worse for wear, bless him, but he was he was all right. He was a very nice young good. man, good. old man. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, it's good. Uh, we've been doing a, a testing futsal this app um, that's designed by Project Football, and um, it's obviously in its first stage, so it requires a little bit of a tweak in here and there. I think that's definitely going to happen. Definitely will happen. So we'll be doing more of those come the new, you know, as the season progresses. Uh, but yeah, keep an eye out for it. You can download it. Just check. Just. Um, Search Futsar F O O T S R in the App Store and you'll be able to grab it. It's coming to Android soon as well, so don't worry about all that sort of thing if you are worried. <laughs> Gilliam, Middlesbrough, CSKA, and Man City. <laughs> yeah. Shitload of reviews we've got to do and previews. Uh, you're, not a lot bothered, of, you're not bothered yeah. by the way I pronounced CSKA. So that is how you say okay. it. It's okay. So I'm not going to get upset about it. You know, upset about what? Windy gets upset about it. Windy does, but Windy also, I don't know if you guys listened to his update, he also fucked up Calgary as well. Did he? Yeah, what did he say? Calgary? Calgary. Oh my it god, Calgary. Right. So we can say CSKA. Even I know better than that. Calgary. 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 
Uh, uh, I think the only thing we want to talk about is Gillingham is um, obviously Edwards come on good uh, second string team that demolished a very shit team Harry Winks very good I thought yeah he did alright I mean given the fact that you'd expect him to be Premier League level yeah absolutely but still they've still got a you know it's a it's a big moment has he started for us before I don't think he has has he his first start so you know still these guys if it's something that they've you know working for Towards for a lot of years, they've still got to go on and, and, and do what they do and do it well. And he did. I was, I was watching it on uh, this horrendous stream where the commentary was 15 seconds ahead of play. <laughs> so I'd be watching it and someone's got it in the centre circle. Go! Fuck! And then have to wait till it comes yeah. around. Boom! <laughs> fuck! <laughs> At least you know it's us because of the crowd. Yeah. Just don't be allowed to shake and fuck, what's going to happen? Ericsson's first goal was superb, wasn't it? Was it superb when the keeper flapped it? It looked hard to say because it moved all over the place. He had it? a bit of venom behind it, but I thought the keeper flapped at it a little bit. Yeah, but I've got something to say about the streams. Has anyone noticed that they're getting worse? No, I, th- I think that in general the streams all... are pretty, pretty maybe, maybe shy anyway. Italian internet is not up to scratch. Well, it's because I've given up Sky, so I, I've started streaming football matches for the first time properly. And it's just, it's just a fucking bore like. Oh, the yeah, problem with yeah. streams is that you find a good one, but then you can't get past the fucking pop-up advert stuff for a half hour. Yeah, I got in and watched the last on fifty-five minutes to watch yeah. the last of the game. It took me until the 80th minute to get rid of the tip yeah. pop-up windows and whether I want a dick enlargement. But is it is it is it just me that it always freezes at a crucial moment? Is that just the way it is? Have you got Italian internet? No, I have got BT. <laughs> All right. Where were you going with that? If you just said yes. No, I wouldn't be surprised because everything he buys is Italian. He's <laughs> got his brand new car. He has got a brand new car. He's got all the hashtags underneath his Instagram posts as well. Trying, I was trying to get them the, the 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 Instagram account where I got my car from to retweet it, but I didn't. Why? Repost Why? it. Why is that important to you? It's not really, but it, it is a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted, I wanted, <laughs> I wanted vindication from exactly. Alfa Romeo's owners' club. Exactly. Um, so, <laughs> to be fair if you spend that much money I'll, I'll, a little retweet from the main account is yeah, can I even actually DM them properly like oh but you are fucking joking why are you fucking weird <laughs> seriously what did you say I said please oh, no, retweet my fucking no car. I just bought this car and I love it and um, I was waiting for them to they just sent me a little heart back which was sweet Oh, you got the emoji palm off. Yeah, exactly. What yeah. <laughs> by DM? By DM. <laughs> <laughs> you got nothing, bro. So first time I've ever like slid into someone's DMs for like trying to get something out of it. Oh, you yeah, got, you got embarrassed more than Crawler did. That makes me feel bad. <laughs> that's, not, that's not true either. <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> okay, let's uh, let's move let's on. Get on Jilling, we don't give a shit about that, really. <laughs> is that sorry? Is that no, no, no? Do you, it's give, fine. Do you give a shit about it? Uh, no. What do we think about well, the next uh, round? Do you know what? Um, th- when, when my stream was okay, I was quite um, like seeing the young lads out there mixed in, mixed in with uh, some of the first teamers. The I know you know Gell- uh, Gillingham is no kind of like benchmark, but the way we were zipping the ball about and how quick we were playing was like really exciting. I, I thought like the, the lads would like suffer a bit, suffer a bit of stage fright and mm. be a bit more of a calm affair, but, but they were just like fucking blitzing it, man. That's it what happens though. Really interesting to see how, how they just thought, right, this is our chance. Let's, just, let, let's show the boss and show everyone what we've got. And, and then they went for it and I was like really pleased with the performance. That's what happens when you have a mix of, of youth with a, a senior amount of senior players because they're, tra- they're all training together. 
through the week as well. These aren't kids that are nowhere near the first team and then suddenly, you know, pulled up from from wherever just to fill some gaps in a cut batch that we don't give a shit about. It's, they're, they're they're playing and training together all the time. So. Yeah, I, I agree with Alex. They're they're hungry. They want to play. They want to play. They want to impress. They're not like Fazio and these other guys who were just sitting around. They knew they were never going to get anywhere near the team. And they really didn't give a fuck. These, these kids actually wanted to prove and make a point. Clinton G, see his goal. That's mm. a good goal. That's banger, isn't it? But the whole build-up play, great finish. Uh, he's on loan, right? Yeah. <laughs> and getting back. Yeah. And G and Bafatimi Gomez up front together. Uh, yeah. At last. A weird one. <laughs> uh, I think G was playing off on the left, so um, not quite up front. But nice try. You know, the... Uh, <laughs> you know... <laughs> sorry. You know... Uh, the official <laughs> Marseille account yeah yeah from, for America <laughs> not the main one not the Spanish one but the one in America yeah mm-hmm. yeah. they tweeted us and went yeah we, he, he is on loan but we've got a 7 million option we can take him whenever we want <laughs> <laughs> and I was I, I took it back and I, I didn't wasn't sure if we were, if we were entering some sort of banter phase on Twitter <laughs> or not so I've got to push it and, and he said but don't worry you've got and could do and he is fire and he put the fire emojis Oh, and I said don't change this don't change, change the subject, the subject. <laughs> <laughs> give us back a G <laughs> and nothing of course you're scared him off he's like 11 probably this guy. yeah but you don't know sometimes you think oh this could be great and yeah, then you, uh, yeah, you need to test the waters he bottled it and yeah. uh, I think we won that yeah I mean, they may yeah. have in G but we won fair enough uh, yeah Liverpool away yeah, I'm not massively happy. Could have done without that, really. Yeah, big time. They're going to take it seriously. You've got no fuck all to do this season, have they? Apart from take take the league cup seriously. So, but isn't if we do beat them, that's just that's that's glory. I think the most important thing to remember is the the, the game we played against them at Wild Lane, where they 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 were much the better team. I'm pretty sure that was a mistake. <laughs> Not what sure. Do you mean? Well, I just don't think we meant to play that. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, you look at who they you look at who they've beaten, and you look at and, and look at the way they're playing, and, and really, we were we were what half as decent as we should be, and they still can beat us. <laughs> so I'm just laughing. What a brilliant review! Yeah, that was just a mistake. They finished and went, oh, fuck. But I, I, don't, I don't think Liverpool will go that strong against us. They, they need to, they, they're making a push in the league. They need to save all their energy for the way they're playing at the moment. They're going to go strong. We, we, go we ain't going to fucking win up at Anfield. I don't know. Yes. Fuck anyone's kidding. We are not going to win that game. Oh. Oh. Cheeky little pen. Nah, little pen last nah, minute. Last minute dive from Janssen. That's best we're going to get is dirty little draw dogs. Bring it back. But don't you think there's something, there's something nice? It won't go back. It'll, it'll go to penalties. Oh, will it? Yeah. Oh, fucking hell, man. Oh, we don't want to bring we're it not, back. We don't want to bring it back anyway. No. I'm, I'm, I'm with T. Just fuck that shit off now. We're too big for it. <laughs> 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 Do you know what's nice, though? It's to go to their place and just... Just palm them off with our reserves. Yeah, give it no one over 16. Sorry, Anfield. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All of the people, you little weird people that are whinging. Mm. <laughs> Sorry, Anfield, I'll start that again. Uh, here's, here's our uh, second string team for you to get excited about because this is a big thing for you, not for us. Pochettino doesn't even go, just sends old Jesus up there. Is that racist? <laughs> Jesus Perez, that's his name. name. Right, Jesus right. Perez. Just making sure. Yeah. I've, got, I've got, as the, uh, as the main voice... That's like you I've checking got, me. I need to make sure that we're always towing the line. <laughs> always yeah, yeah, always towing the line. <laughs> yeah. Say some more Italian stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I only said one Italian thing, whether or not you had Italian broadband. <laughs> it? The other stuff was before we recorded. <laughs> <laughs> What's next? Uh, don't know. 
yes, so uh, starting lineup against Borough, missing Kane, Dyer, and Dembele. And Rose. Does, it, does that yeah? Does that give you faith in our squad depth? I think for sixty minutes, yeah, it did. And then they brought on the world's worst best footballer I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> like that guy's a trial, right? Yeah, where's he from? Barcelona. Well, Villa, is he? Via Villa. He was at Villa last was he? season, wasn't he? Was he? I think so. That explains a lot. He he. When he came on, he was superb. Yeah. Like he. he well, was he, he though? Well, no, no. Hang was on. Was he really? No, all, right, all right, let me. I'll, I'll rephrase that. He was superb. For the first five seconds that he had the ball, <laughs> and then he, he turned into the worst player I've ever seen. He's like he was so dangerous, and then he was shit. He was like that kid at school who was just like a bit bigger, and like the year above, that used to come and play football. He just he just used to run through you. Yeah, his arms are plenty, elbows are going. When I saw him make his debut for Villa, I'm pretty sure it's got to be the same guy now. You're making me doubt myself, but um, when he played with Villa, he was amazing for the first 15 minutes, and then he didn't do anything else for the rest of the season. Yeah, I mean, he was excited. I think that's where he came from. But, I mean, I, I guess the reason why we're talking about him is because he, he kind of changed the flow of the game. He, they brought him on and Jordan Rhodes, who is destined to another shit season in the Premier League because he is a Champions League championship striker, sorry. Um, but they did together kind of alter the game and, and we had complete control. Uh, and then they came on and, and it changed Massively. a lot. But I mean, like, um, so when we were... Like the first half, we completely dominated, um, and and they were still kind of like had a lot of a lot of men behind the ball, uh, really trying not to concede. They had nothing going forward whatsoever. Um, they didn't have any player to kind of change the game, or or there was no one trying to put any balls through. And when that geezer came on, and he had that directness of like, like Arsasoko, mm. I'm just getting the ball, but better, and, and just, <laughs> <laughs> and then just flying through people using pace, power. And we were just a bit like dumbstruck, and some geezer just fucking running through us, and we're like looking at him and saying, "What the fuck's going on here?" Wait, wait, every time we got, did you just not just go fuck? Because I did <laughs> yeah. every single time. Yeah. Got him, well, fuck. Let's <laughs> got it again. I um, I think there was always going to be a period playing um, away from home where the home team is going to have no matter how dominant you are there's always going to be a 15 minute spell where they have a little bit of, of possession and, and, and someone mixes it up but um, but then they scored yeah I know but what I'm saying is that we still they scored what 65th minute it was still a long long way to go we could have and I've seen us and we've all seen us completely capitulate at those times particularly away from home at places where we think we should be going and winning easy yeah. after dominating a game for the first half or the first hour or whatever it's and we didn't like, we didn't really look in massive trouble it's a bit after like, that, a, like a dominatrix who's got <laughs> he's got like dominatrix who's got a client down on the strapped up to crucifix or whatever it is they do and then he, she whips him a couple of times and then suddenly he, he gets a fist free uh, <laughs> actually just punch the mic he gets a fist, free, his fist free and lashes out that's kind of what it reminded me of you just said me then and not him yeah whatever <laughs> well I wasn't I wasn't too worried about it because we won 23 out of our last 25 games against really, against uh, promoted opposition yeah. so we haven't lost against a newly promoted team since QPR in 2012 really so, yes, big fact so that's that yeah, big yeah. fact did you get that from is that written down here yeah. no it's not <laughs> <laughs> oh <laughs> secret fact secret. story secret fact yeah. don't, share the don't put it on the right I haven't shared with it <laughs> Now it's the right really? time to you. To be exactly. Yeah. So um, we used to have like a, a theory that we would always lose or we wouldn't do well against the, the newly promoted teams, but then I've just buried that that myth. I've, I've just I'm buried here. that. I'm here to bury myths. <laughs> <laughs> so. 
No, it was. Uh, that's not what I to do. It was decent. Do we think uh, Janssen, right? Can I can I make it, can I just make another comment before we, before we go on? Who wrote the running order? Uh, T. So why the fuck is Son, who's the best player in Europe statistically <laughs> at the moment, better than every other player on, in Europe on who scored? Yeah, why is he like ninth in the running order? All right, well let's talk about him now. Then. Let's talk about him now. He's the greatest player I've ever high. seen. He's superb. He's he was great. Been, yeah. Been where, so where, well. Where's this guy come from? Uh, South, South Korea. Korea. <laughs> <laughs> Look at him. <laughs> no, no, listen, listen. He, he's listen, listen. He isn't the same guy last season. He was like, I know he had his injuries and he was kind of stop start and he wanted to leave in the summer. That's come out now, but I'm just, I can't believe what I'm seeing. I think he was, it's just, I'm not blown away, but just I'm shocked at um, at the turnaround in him. He always looks like I think I can't remember who it was that said last week that he, he I think it might have been T that he plays like a fan. He's always got a smile on his face and very. You know, full of energy, chasing everything down. But you know, Monaco, the first half against Monaco, he wasn't really even that bad. I mean, he had the one cleared off the line, but it was just the easy substitution to make. And I think, even though he'd started quite well in those couple of games before, and I think he went off against um, Monaco at half time, and then just saw a lot of stuff online about, oh, you know, as if he was the same son that we'd saw last year. And, and he has, and, and you can see the reaction from the other players around him as well on Saturday. How. Um, that he's that they're expecting that from him now. It seemed. <coughs> Do you reckon they just want they wanted to get in on his happiness? Maybe. You know, like when you're around happy people, they make you happy. Yeah, I think that's what it, what it was. Well, if he keeps if he keeps going, like that, I'll be I'll be because happy. Because even last him. season when he was playing poorly, he seemed that there seemed to, he seemed to be really in with the other players. Oh, that's not great. You feel he's got like a point to prove now. If if you know he was he wasn't well, he start, he's going to start exactly. Himself. But what I'm saying is that during that season he was in and out of the team. You know bits and pieces, and then this year he's obviously felt that he wasn't going to be getting enough playing time that he wanted, wanted to leave, and now he said they've that he stayed. He, he needs to make sure that he's there's a reason why he's staying. Yeah, Maybe he's got a bit more motivation. I don't know. Last season, I don't, I don't, I don't think he he was poor. I think it was, I think it was average. But I mean, it was his uh, first season in in the Prem, and like as we've seen, like with players like Lamella and, and there's other players that how, how long it takes to to bed in to get up to speed and stuff. Um, and the like, you know, the culture and everything else that goes with it. And I don't know. It, it, he's he's been he's been great the last last couple of games. And um, and against Monaco, I don't know. I think I, I the it looked like the occasion got to him a bit. And like uh, he was just wasn't himself. He wasn't that kind of daring to go forward and take people on and. Like he, like watching the kind of as you do when you buy a player, and you're watching the YouTube highlights and being both footed and scoring, sc- scoring some great goals. <laughs> and I was expecting to see that, and I saw flashes of that. But you know, he he wasn't the leading man. And now that kind of Kane's uh, been injured, we're, we're looking to our midfield to come up with a good because otherwise it ain't going to happen. And while Janssen <coughs> tries to get his feet. Um, we're looking at uh, Ericsson's, his sons, your Sissoko's to, to, to fill in. I think I think Son's been great. His first season was better than Lamella's first season, and now we're going into a second season, and his second season's right. better than Lamella's. He's producing more. He's ter- he terrified Sunderland, yeah. and um, against Monaco, if he'd taken that chance, which they saved off the line, you know, it would have been a different mm. game again. And then at the weekend, his um, his confidence in taking players on in the box, and just not even just that on the ball. It's actually taking snapshots, taking quick shots off either foot. 
and um, his speed of thought as well is, is quite amazing and there was times against Sunderland when Lamella came on and he, he still looks ponderous but Son he's just got the confidence and ability to do things quickly so Lamella has been dropped for his third game in a row um, is there anything to be led, read into this? no I don't think so either I, I think we've got I think he's superb Lamella and we, he's exactly the kind of player we need we need these players around we need Ericsson um, we, we need Son and Lamella to be playing and, and available when they're, they're ready a squad. They're and, good squad a, a yeah. great squad and Lamella doesn't come on like moping around he gets he, like, a bit between yeah. his teeth and um, you know, he's there's, there's no there's no discussion to be had no here. downside to it is the no. point isn't it because you can him and Son can almost interchange if, if, if Son starts and after an hour he hasn't proved as effective as, as he has been the last few games then you know you can bring on Lamella who is going to run his bollocks off and, and can most of the time bring out one of those through ball passes from, from nowhere and vice versa if Lamella's having one of those games where just nothing's coming off for him for the first hour you can swap him for Son who's going to be a bit more direct uh, News has come out that the scan for Harry Kane was really positive it looks like he'd be, be back much sooner than we thought um, Janssen obviously started the last two games I thought, despite Rude Hullett's um, section on, on Match of the Day, Janssen did fucking hell. Did you see that? I haven't I seen it. What happened? It's really like about him towing a narrative. Is that anything to do with that? Yeah, uh, yeah completely. Yeah. Like, like it, I, I, you know, if uh, he, like, Hullett was on Match of the Day, and like, for me, personally, I think he was like clearly taking shots at Janssen. Uh, and he was just being a, a massive prick about it. Why? Well. What, what did he say? I, I didn't. Uh, he was like um, saying, "Oh, like uh, he was saying, oh, Son's here, and you can see Janssen there as a striker. Gary, you know, you'd be finding space as to Instagram. <clears throat> he's not finding space. He's not doing anything. He's not doing what what right. a striker should be doing, and he should be attacking those areas. But he's not. And they're like highlighting different bits of our midfield, but." Always going back to Janssen, he shouldn't be there. He should be somewhere else. Why then? Why? Is what, that, what, uh, what if he's the right? Things as well, and like, what if he should be in those positions? <laughs> well, I don't care. <laughs> I don't fucking care. All yeah. I get, all I know is, Why is he all being I care horrible? is yeah. he's a fellow Dutchman, and you should be going. Oh yeah, fucking, he's great, man. Look at him. And he wasn't he's the right. Tits. He wasn't the right place for the first goal. He laid it off nicely to Son. Yeah. All, all I would say, right? Yeah, that was fucking great yeah. as well. There was a ball in uh, for the Gillingham game. There was a ball in and. Janssen was completely he, he, his, his positioning was all, all at sea and he, he, he positioned himself and made, <clears throat> meant that he couldn't have any chance of finishing the ball and I don't know and you saw Pochettino from the side of the, side of the pitch just screaming like what are you doing but they've said there's been a few pundits in inverted commas that said the same about Kane in the last few weeks as the fact that he's you know he's such a willing worker and, and willing to, to drop deep and drop into different positions that sometimes when it goes in the box he's not in the right places I think it's just a question of it might be one of those classic things that he needs a goal to go off of his backside. You know what it is? Is that it's like but it's I, not, like not playing well. We just need to not talk about it. Yeah, like everyone's going to talk about it. Like he's a new soldado. That's just <laughs> stupid thing to say. I think people want. Some people feel oh, like they want him to be even. Desperate. Yeah. Desperate. So let's just not talk about it. Yeah. All right. And let him just. Whatever happens, happens. Thing is, if he was playing and he was doing absolutely fuck all, then 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 I would have problems. But when he's playing. Um, he's him holding the ball up, bringing other players like our midfielders into position, like uh, into attacking positions. Ericsson's come on, Son's come on, 
and uh, you know he, he's doing he's doing his part of even though he's not scoring he's doing his bit for the team yeah. but if he was not doing anything then yeah. you know eyebrows would be raised won, and I'd be like what are you doing we've won a game and he's been involved with, with, with one of the goals out of two so uh, it's good Siska is coming up tomorrow night um, who? there's no point talking about it Siska oh, by the time the podcast out it's going to be just predict what you think would happen win go on their goalkeeper's shit Oh, oh, for fuck's sake! Are you? Go you away! Seriously, go away! You drink, doing, drink that WD forty. Uh, are you doing this as a joke? No. Is there any comedic element to it at all? No, I, I can't even. I don't think he's that good. Is yeah, but no one cares. Who is their goalkeeper? Igor Akinifev. He used to be like a football manager, like amazing legend. But in real life, he struggles to catch. Yeah, but you said this about Pickford. Pickford is shit. What about Stadlenberg? Stadlenberg is shit. <laughs> Your shit. Your shit. Yeah. Your shit. You know what? Your shit. Your predictions are shit. Right, I'll tell you what we want to do. Every time Barney tweets about football, just tweet him back yeah. shit. Yeah. Just right, the word shit. Not all the else. time, yeah. Shit. He'll hate that as well. That's not rude. I don't mind people have been tweeting me Pickford. <laughs> oh, just, just do that then. Yeah, that <laughs> is funny. Yeah. That's quite funny. <laughs> no, shit. Shit's not rude, the is thing it? Is, it's not rude. You can handle what someone's saying shit to you. Tweet Barney TFC shit. But um, CSK Sesko song. Yes. Not me on my flows. Sesko Moscow. They're you know they're not the greatest team in the world. Uh, they got their star man back. Jagoyev is back. The um, the Russian number ten. Who Alan. Alan. That's the chap. Yeah, yeah. He's a good player. He's, he's a fucking good player. Yeah. I think he scored a couple this weekend. Do you know they've well. you know just walked into their new stadium as well? They've it's the third fourth game that they've played in their new stadium. Yeah. Uh, so we're in a similar position they don't know it's, it, it was only like half four as well their stadium um, they've got office space and hotels and all the corners but they, they haven't had a, they haven't had a fucking stadium to play in they've been playing like fucking I don't know like two hours outside the centre of Moscow or some shit was it them how, that used to play on the artificial pitch don't they all out there Know, How far into the into their season are they? <laughs> I think they're coming towards they're coming towards the end because they break for the winter. Towards the end, yeah, because they break for. But that's not the end of their season. That's just the end of that. What the first half season. is it? I think it's the end of their season. We should probably move on. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's the end of their season. But this is what makes people like the fighting cocks. <laughs> like you, we don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It's just that we figured out. Is that yeah. Can't play football in snow. <laughs> They can. You use the orange bottle. <laughs> <laughs> One of my earliest football memories is that game. Uh, I think we played Sheffield Wednesday, where Waddle scored a couple of goals and uh, they used an orange football. Nottingham Forest away. One yeah, one. Uh, got pulled off what? the pitch. I, I think I've got a program at home yeah. of that. Yeah. I know we've been doing this like five and a half years, lads. You've got to try not to talk over each other. It's ridiculous. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Fucking dicks. Right. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, Jansen, he's alright, isn't he? Um, have we had an easy start to the season? RJ called Derbs on Twitter, says. An easy start to the season? I don't think so. Away to Everton. Good work, really. <laughs> <laughs> away to Everton, Liverpool, you know, away to newly promoted team. You can never tell, can you? Four, wins. Okay. Four, four wins, two draws. Yeah. What, what, what more can you. Uh, is it, what's, what's the. Just accept that we might be alright. That we might actually be you're all right. It's not in our DNA. He said, "Well, I don't care. Just accept it. It's fine. Everything's fine. We can't. It's not. It's like saying going to someone who's depressed and going just be happy. It's hard. Yeah. It's ingrained in your 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 DNA. We've seen it all before. Although there hasn't been a, a more prolonged because even on the red nap, there was it was amazing, but it was short lived in comparison to what we've been going through with Pochettino and this system, and this team currently. 
Well, this is the first time since 2004, 2005 we've remained unbeaten in our first six games. What isn't it the best best start for 51 years as well? Yeah. Yeah. It's, that's a... We're going to win the league. Heavy. Numbers. Yeah, it is. Because we never start well. And if... Like last season, we... Yeah, we had a kind of mediocre start, didn't we? We didn't win the first four games, I don't think. No. So, uh, I think... Guys, we're going to win the league. We've got, uh, we've got Man City coming up. And if you look, everyone's going on this big blue machine. Man City, Pep Guardiola, he's the best coach in the world. You've played the fucking six shittest teams in the league, mate. United. What happens? Like... Yeah. Six. <laughs> five shittest teams in the league. <laughs> um, they play, what was the score? They won. Two won. Were they good? They, um, they were good for the first 60 minutes, then. You, no, they were good for the first 44 minutes. Can we beat them? Uh, yeah, but I think Ricky's got a really good point. Go on. <laughs> no, I, it's not a really good point. It's, it's a point that I've been trying to say, but I've just been overlooked. You're not going back to something we discussed a, a little while back? Yeah, I am, mate. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly where I'm going. Go on, then, Rick. I'm in that door, and I'm going to say something that it's just going to. There's no point anyway. But Go on. Um, going back to the easy start. It's, it's majorly cliche that there's no easy game in the Premier League and if you look at every time I, when I was a kid and in the 90s um, and I'd look to see who Spurs were playing it's like Tottenham are at home to whoever I was like oh okay yeah might win that whenever we were away oh no fuck it never going to win that never ever going to win that yeah. and like, you just write it off if you're playing away and now with the Prem and you see that you've got even though like we, we we smash Stoke up, Stoke away is a difficult game. You, you go to other like Everton away and the way Everton are playing, and you think, oh, actually, we're doing we're doing well. We've got a great squad, got loads of depth, blah blah blah. Parts, and you think, do you know what? Do you really think that we have a divine right to go to Everton and win, and and all these other teams as well? It, it's just so I can. Every time we come up against a team, no matter who it is in the league, and you think Burnley, Burnley away, right, should do them, just come up, blah, blah, blah. But going to those fucking stadiums up at Burnley is a fucking shito up there. Mm. It's the, the, the people up there as well. They're horrible. It's going to put you off your game. They've got to drive through these horrible places on the coach. Oh, mate. Horrible. Everywhere. It's fucking, it's hard. Bricking your coach. Exactly. Breaking your training session, <laughs> breaking your warm ups. <laughs> it's hard. It's fucking hard. It is hard. Um, that's that's an excellent point. <laughs> yeah, but um, going, going over to the um, game against Man City as well, and saying that they haven't played anyone of any real calibre. You know, United away. It's a derby. Anything can happen. Whatevs. Um, but I think we will beat them. I do. I'm. Um, I'm quite confident as well and playing at White Lane it's percentage, it's, percentage confident tell me what is the percentage uh, I'm going to go with 85 <laughs> oh, wow really wow. yeah 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 that's big alright percentage confident now you're going to be 84 you're 84% confident no, I'm, uh, I, I am I'm not confident but I I'm, I know that we can beat them you know there's years gone by where you think it's just it's a complete write off but I, I think we can turn up and do them. I'd say sixty percent. Okay, thirty-three percent. We can we can win. 
Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm gonna say fifty one percent. But I think we we need to do it for history. We need to do it for um, because they keep going on about their ten games, ten game one in the row, and trying to compare it to Spurs' run in the, ten, 60, ten, in the won, league. But they and in I, everybody's forgetting that at the moment. Everyone's chucking in the EFL Cup and the Champions League. Everyone's going on about how they're going to do this eleven game winning streak. So it's, it's, who, who is? Do you mean the media? Is that? The media? Yeah, but yeah. That, that's not true. No, it's bollocks. So they, they've had five games. Uh, six. six six games so they've, they've won six games and yeah. on the bounce so they've got to do another six to beat us so we need to do it for history just, just, just to stop it just it to would stop be great if, if, if we were the ones to stop it and do you know what I fucking hate Man City fans I fucking hate them really yeah. they're a small little club alright that's fine they've got their money they're, they're, they're excited and, and, and they're, out, they're bouncing around and whatnot. And and I get the fact that they, they get to be excited given the fact that they've lived next to Man United I appreciate that but the fans that I sat, ne- sat next to uh, weren't humble guys yeah. they were self-entitled little pricks yeah, right. and they were giving it and Jermaine Defoe about three or four seasons ago stuck it in the net yeah, I remember that. beating 3-1 scored three goals in six minutes and turning around to see their crumpled little faces they saw the souls within themselves that they've sold out they were like Judas hanging from the tree they were I said they've sold their souls and they realised that sometimes football games don't go the way they want them to <laughs> and there were 6,000 Spurs fans reminding them of that yeah <laughs> So fuck you, Man City. Okay, so we've sort of done predictions through the percentages, haven't we? And uh, De Bruyne is out, which is a huge, a huge boost. He is the bollocks, isn't he? He is the fucking nuts. All right, quick, quick question, very quick. Luis Khan on uh, Facebook or Can on Facebook says, "If Spurs got rid of cockerel from our chest, what would you play replace it with?" Ricky, Cock- Ricky's face. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's a good point. Dick, I'd say. <laughs> I was thinking like. Um, a lamppost with two two kids meeting underneath a lamppost like the lamppost and that's where the Spurs was founded that is nice oh, if you're going to take it seriously then yeah but that's well, good because he's fucking right isn't he <laughs> not like you he fucking gets beat up for <laughs> fake living half a living when you go home when you're sick of selling sunglasses you're going off to a gym to get beaten up he fucking he's po- there's poetry in him <laughs> alright yeah alright deep in me <laughs> just talking about chasing Swedish women into the sea I didn't chase them I watched them he didn't he didn't watch either he it happened to notice past. as it went in yeah, I'm trying to help you I know I did notice <laughs> uh, and, and uh, thanks for everyone. who who made the tweet from our account posting those three reviews who was that what? I think it was Case was it Case they, they were great they were great oh the oh, the, uh, oh yeah, yeah 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 they were fantastic so leave us some reviews because the best ones we'll read out mm. especially the the most uh, Strangers of Fish was his name wasn't it Strangers. yeah I think yeah. he nailed it didn't he yeah. he nailed it prick <laughs> fucking nailed me uh, yeah so leave him go go to iTunes uh, leave your reviews and give us five stars if you think or one star I don't know I don't think does and, it matter and subscribe as well subscribe yeah, yeah subscribe give us more views because we need more views yeah. uh, views We've got, we need more listens yeah we need more listens like we don't have enough <laughs> tens of thousands of you that ain't enough for us <laughs> maybe one hundred thousand I don't even fuck. <laughs> Do you know what? I'm not even drunk. Oh, there you, go. you seem excitable. All right, it's half time. Thank you very much, Wendy, for your update you're about to give. Yeah. Wendy, you about to drop the fucking knowledge, blood. I see you, I got your back. Hi, this is Wendy, back with the weekly youth update. Looking at our young players and players out on loan. 
That intro was for Cuckoo Kachu on Reddit who said, Can someone please tell Windy Coys to stop messing with his intro? Hope that was okay. This is a very depressing youth update. None of our lone players clubs won and none of our youth teams won. Plus, I'm going to have a bit of a rant about our 23 side. So, yeah, um, call calm. Starting off the low knees, Will Miller was a 75th minute sub as Burton lost 3-1 at Norwich. Luke McGee played the full match and Nathan Odwell was a 78th minute sub as Peterborough drew one all with Walsall. Nabil Bentaleb played the full match as Schalke lost 2-1 at Hoffenheim and he was sort of responsible for one of the goals with a sloppy pass in midfield, though he didn't really have many other options on other than lumping it forward, so won't blame him too much. And finally, Federico Fazio played 90 minutes as Roma lost 3-1 at Torino. The under-18s drew tall at Swansea. They went 2-0 down and came back through two goals from Jack Rolls. Uh, after the match, John McDermott said, Scoring goals is a nice habit for Jack Rolls to have, but there are still huge parts of his game that, if he's to fulfil his potential, he needs to start adding to, and start adding to quickly. So a fairly harsh assessment there from McDermott about Rolls, who I like, actually. I think Rolls has got a touch of a Lampard about him with the way he arrives late in the danger area. I do like him as a player, and I'm wondering whether, I don't know, McDermott's using this as a way to motivate him in some respect. So, I well, make up your own assumptions about what's going on behind the scenes there. The under-23s lost 1-0, another defeat, this time to Southampton, and that is three defeats in a row, which isn't great. Hugo Echiolk said after the match, it was another opportunity for some of the boys. Tash and Oakley Booth has played again. Rio Griffith has done exceptionally well for his first game at this level at 16 years of age. TJ Ayoma was unlucky not to start the game based on the second half against Liverpool. And it's a chance for the boys who are on the periphery as well. Those latter lads have got to step up. The younger ones are pushing them closely and they've had opportunities because of injuries to others. When those injured players come back, there's going to be even more competition. And that's prompted me to want to talk a bit about the players that aren't available to Ekiog because... Although I've been fairly critical of him in the past, I do think he has a difficult job of it. So if you look at the players that are not available to him for a, a variety of reasons, you've got Will Miller, Nathan Odewa, Philippe Lesniak, Luke McGee, Luke Amos, Cy Goddard, Marcus Edwards, Connor Ogilvie, then obviously Harry Winks and Josh Onoma, and Cameron Carter-Vickers. These are players who are either on loan with the first team squad or injured, um, and he's also got a number of players who who just seem completely out of their depth and have never even really looked anything special for the under-18s. Uh, I mean, Joe Muscat was OK for the under-18s, but he didn't put in a string of consistently good performances and suddenly he's found himself in the under-23 squad, along with the likes of Anthony Georgi, who again was quite streaky for the 18s, Charlie Owens, a midfielder, Joe Pritchard, Zinal Stilinides, Ryan Loft and... To be honest, I'd even include Anton Walks in that list, although obviously he's just made his debut for the first team, which, by the way, is just I still find that utterly bizarre. Um, there are problems, and I do worry because it can't be good for the likes of Kyle Walker-Peters, who is a tremendous talent, to be playing alongside such average players. I mean, the back four that he's a part of is, is not good with Christian Magoma and Anton Walks at centre-back. That's a very ropey partnership. And Tom Glover, who I think he does have potential and there are elements of his game that are excellent, but he has also been a complete liability over the past year uh, and it can't give any confidence to the players playing in front of him. It's a really difficult situation for Echiog and I've 
been fairly um, outspoken on the fact that I think he needs to go because some of his team selections and, and well, some of his team selections have been poor and I don't think he motivates the players and I don't think he's actually improved many players. Um, but I do feel really sorry for him because he's not got much to work with and I think we need to consider even potentially buying a few young players just to play in this age group. Um, though, of course, that's very difficult to do because how do you sell that to an incoming young player? Oh, you're coming in to play for the under-23s and, you know, you might get a chance at the first-team squad except you've got Edwards, Onomar, Winks, Carter Vickers, Walker-Peters ahead of you, plus, you know, Paolo Lopez and Kudu. There's other players in the fringes that are going to be ahead of these players. So it's not easy, and I don't know how we solve it, but um, let's let's monitor that one and come back to that in a month's time. The under-19s will have played another UEFA Youth League match, this time against Seska Moscow on Tuesday. Uh, let's see how that one's gone. I imagine it won't be an, a very positive result. Um, but then this under-19 team could potentially contain some of the better players we've got. So Oakley Booth, uh, George Marsh, who I like, although apparently didn't play very well for the 23s. Um, and Tanganga, Jaffet Tanganga, the under-18 centre-back, he's now back from injury, so hopefully he'll play a part as well. OK, that's it for this week. If you're interested in more young players, follow me on Twitter, at WindyCoys. That's Coys for Come On You Spurs. <laughs> Second half of Fighting Cop Podcast. Thank you very much, Windy. Um, we've just started. Ricky and Bardi are, are outside, but we thought, fuck them, didn't we? So we just thought we'd talk like we're doing. Sitting down, is that? I am sitting down. All right, yeah. I'll stand up. Yeah, stand up. Uh, the next question from Ossie underscore Bossy. He says, uh, he's from Reddit. He says, Ricky update. What's he been up to? Any new funny adventures? I think we established this at the beginning that he didn't have any. No. What about you? You must have had some funny adventures this week. You've normally got stories to tell. Uh, I've put my back out. Have you actually though? Yes, it, just... it is. It is just bad. I, I, since I was fifteen, I, I I had an injury when I was fifteen years old playing football at Highbury School, which is a very rough school, which I didn't belong in, and survived. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I hurt my back since then. And then up until uh, hold on a second, Bardi, can you go and let Bardi in? <laughs> and I'll carry on this story. Uh, yeah, so basically hurt my back when I was about fifteen and had back issues ever since. And um, I was playing with the missus kid on Saturday. We having like he reckoned he could take me on basically. And there's a 35 year old man against a six year old. I was like, I weren't having it basically. I was like, I had to teach him a lesson or two, and um, choke slammed him. And when I, <laughs> so, so when I choke slammed him, I put my back out. Um, yeah. Okay. So we're back, Ricky. Uh, we had a question from Ossie Bossy. Says if you got any more funny stories, we've kind of cleared that up, didn't we? You haven't got any. No, I haven't got any. I haven't got any. No. And, uh, Bardi, you got any funny stories other than watching women run into the sea? Not really, no. no fair enough. All right, so uh, West Ham. So this is the thing that's quite close to my heart to a certain yeah. degree because I, we were talking in the WhatsApp group last night and I, I actually feel a bit sorry for them. I feel a bit sorry for them because they've clearly had the soul ripped out of their, their, their football club and partisanship aside... It's not a nice thing to see happen, and, and it potentially could happen to any of us. We're just lucky that we've got a uh, owner at a football club who, want, you know, there, there has been times when he's tested this, but by and large, does the right thing for our football club. But they've fucked West Ham. Brady, Sullivan, and Gold have fucked them by moving to this new stadium. I mean, don't get me wrong, the performances on the pitch haven't been great and they probably wouldn't be moaning if they were third in the league or whatnot. but 
those issues remain and the minute they start playing badly they would have come back to the fore I think um, I agree I it's not about West Ham watching West Ham lose and, and like the first game at Edinburgh Stadium yeah it's amusing and, and you can and I, and I get partisanship and I get why it's funny and why people don't like West Ham and, and everyone else I, I get that what my point about it when we were discussing it was that like you say this this could happen to anyone and this could happen to us I don't know many West Ham fans I don't know whether the vast majority were actually for the whole Olympic Stadium move or were against it or were indifferent I don't know and like you say it could have been all different if they're third in the league you know maybe things are different but I watched some of the fan cam stuff after which I know is always very like the extremes of, of yeah. fans and that type of thing so you take it with a pinch of salt but you know there were people there that genuinely felt that they'd been kind of Ripped, you know, the, the, the club is being being taken away from them. And, and forget forget that it's West Ham for a minute. If you can be picked up and moved to a place like that, and and the issues that they've had with seating and stewarding, and and like they've got things like fresh pop, like little things like popcorn stands and candy floss stands and stuff in there, and and it just seems that it's being marketed and used as such a huge commercial tool rather than what it's actually for in terms of a football club that. I, I don't understand how you can't not feel sorry for them as football fans if you take the West Ham element out of it I don't give a fuck I really don't care about West Ham I have no time for them the fact that they've moved to this stadium it's just they've fucked up from a board level they've made mistakes the way the stadium is managed it's actually managed by the Olympic Committee and of course the Olympic Committee or whoever it is are going to market it for the, the everyday tourist found with a popcorn and candy floss like that but that's not a reason for us to feel sorry for them they've made mistakes they wouldn't be stood around a microphone now going oh I feel sorry for Tottenham they'd be loving it when we had to play them and half our players were having a fucking diarrhea all over the place do you think they took any pity on us no, but you're talking <laughs> about it in the past no, no, no. Having, just, having a diarrhea <laughs> <laughs> when they were shitting them do you think they cared no they don't when um, they, they revel in our misery so I don't, I don't care about them and I hope this goes to shit and I, I hope that they turn into the London Hammers because then good then they, then they can fuck off as far as I'm concerned they're just they're nothing to me and I will enjoy every single bit of their misery and all of us should I, I understand where Flab's coming from about the whole fan fans being being moved out from where they meant to be but half of them were just cheering this at the start of the season they were like this is our next step this is how we get into the Champions League so fuck them you know and, but exactly and as you two said sorry my last point as you two said this has only come about because they're playing shit if they were in third and playing alright they'd be look at our stadium <coughs> look how many fans we've got look how many season tickets we sold and look how good we're doing I don't disagree with you on almost all of that what I'm saying is you look at it as a bigger as a bigger picture, right? As as the way that that what can happen to to football fans. And like I said, I'm, I don't feel any different to West Ham in the way you do. But what I'm saying is, you look at a situation like that, and I there's there's a, a I feel sorry for people that uh, for the people that didn't want to move to that stadium and and knew all along that this is what was going to happen to their club and felt that they were being taken for a ride with no power to stop it whatsoever. Whether they tried or not, I don't know. And you know, and people will say that look, if, if you feel that strongly about it, then you go out into the streets and, and do what you do. Exactly. Yeah. Process. But what I'm just saying as a, as a as a bigger picture, I was trying to look at it by taking West West Ham the badge and the fans out of it and just looking at it as a as a individual circumstance and, and that's what I maybe maybe sympathy is a strong too strong a word but it's along those lines 
I'm sympathetic of them as football fans, not as West Ham fans. I'm fucking, you know, I mean, I, I, I've always said, I've said it on the podcast many times. I respect West Ham for being a grassroots football club who have kind of been able to kind of continue to support their club in a way that they feel is genuine to them, and that opportunity has been completely removed from them. Again, look, I, buddy, when you said fuck them, I get it. If it was Arsenal, I, I, I couldn't give a fucking shit. I hope everything bad happens to them and their families. <laughs> but 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 uh, it's a different thing with West Ham, and I, I I I can't see past the fact that if this was happening to Tottenham, it would be the worst thing on earth. And as football fans, not as as fans of Tottenham, uh, as fans of the game, you have to see what a, a terrible thing has happened because it's out of their control. It's not like it's not like Arsenal fans whinging because they've lost one nil to Wigan or Stoke or whatever it is. This is something else. This is the entire ident- identity of their club has been sold down the river by it, and they had no control. I, I think one of the points you did make about them protesting there was a distinct lack of protest, yeah. whereas at Spurs we did protest. Yes. And they they are culpable to that extent, but no amount of protest really, in realistic terms would have stopped them from moving there. And I I'm happy. I do I do. I, don't get me wrong. When I saw Southampton had beaten three nil, <laughs> I was cracking up. Like, I was laughing at my phone. I was looking there and saying, oh, they've done it again. <laughs> but and they they would take great joy in us. But you know, sometimes you you need to rise above and realise that there's a greater issue here and you know if you accept the fact that or, or, or take joy in the fact that they uh, the, the predicament they find themselves at no fault of their own then you kind of you're, you're setting yourself up for a fall in my opinion because it could happen to us it could happen to any club and imagine how bad it would be if you did Rick well <clears throat> it's, it, it's happening to the clubs all, all over like even clubs, we, 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 like obviously we, we don't have a rivalry in whatever league. That they're moving, they're moving to new stadiums. They 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 want more money. They want to market themselves better. They want this, that, and the other. And you know, this is this not to not to the extent of what's happening now, but this is what West Ham wanted, and this is what was going to take them to the next level. And they're getting a stadium that cost them nothing. They were going to move the seats. They were going to do this. They were going to do that and the other. And you know, for, it didn't cost. Every, it didn't cost the fans nothing. It cost the fans everything. Well, the, th- well, the thing is, it, they, they've they've still got what what they wanted. Who? The the West Ham fans. I don't know if they did. I don't know if they want it. They clearly don't. Well, well they, yeah, they, they don't want it now because it's because it's like <laughs> these issues would have risen not, maybe not now but the next time they're in poor patch of form that's when you start looking at your football club Spurs have been, did, did the exact same thing but, but then what, what happens when when everything does start to go right well if it does so, again so, so, then, so, then so, December's so, quiet we're, down we're, we're saying about um, about you know the, the, the crowd trouble selling popcorn and all that there's, there's stuff that will be you know that, that will be looked at and eradicated throughout the season to make things better for them and and then and they'll probably get a new manager and they'll start be playing better football, whatever. And think things will be alright for them. And this happens to loads of clubs across across the land. And it's gonna ha- and it's gonna happen to us as well. But it's whether like how you prepare for it and the moves you make and the noises you make. So it's kind of like I have no I have no feeling for for West Ham whatsoever. 
and in their plight. And I, I, yeah, I understand what you're saying about kind of yeah, this is the rivalry. But if you if you take a step back and look at the bigger picture about football in general as a whole, do you know what? If if you go if you if you go, carry on going down that rabbit hole, then there's no point in going to football. There's no point in watching it because the way football is going and moving into a business for everyone, not just West Ham, and, and where we're going to go as well, not saying to that extent, or it could be, it could be fucking worse, but no matter who it is, like even Chelsea, when they get their new ground or, or, or like building Stamford Bridge and the tourists and things like that, all this shit is going to happen. And it's kind of how you, how you respond to that and, and how you deal with it. It's going to happen. Yeah, I agree. That's fine. But my, my issue is it, with it is the fans of other clubs just looking at them going, fuck them. I don't think... I, I, I think there's a greater issue. You can't save everybody. Well, you're, you're like, anyone. So, so you're on the fucking Titanic and you're like, fucking kick the poor cunt off. Stick him in the ball. I, I want to stay on the piano. He can... <laughs> <laughs> piano float, big, yeah. I, um... I think what you just said, Rick, is is, is is it's it's obviously true. I think I think it's that that depresses me. I think it's that fact that we almost have no choice but to accept that that yeah. that, that, that that movement towards that as that's what the game that's what the game's becoming. It sounds really wanky, but what I mean is it, that's what going to football will be about now. And I, you know, what happens with us? I, I don't think. I think it will be better because I, I think we'll try and learn lessons from other stuff that's that's happened. Hopefully, um, but I, just, I, I look at that situation and just I, I, I can't help it. I'm, I'm not. There's no point in me lying and saying, oh, you know, I, I don't, I don't feel anything for you because I do. There's no moment where I think, you know, what if that was me going to my club and I felt like that, I'd be gutted. I, I doubt it. I'd even go. I doubt I'd have even stepped foot in the, the Olympic Stadium. Football's never changed. It's always been a quest for a club to make more money, move its team to a new place so they get more people in. When Spurs moved from um, wherever they, where, where do they play? Then when they moved from there to White Hart Lane, it was a financial decision. Yes, they didn't move hundreds of miles, but they moved a distance to build a new stadium and it worked out for them. In um, in West Ham's case, they've moved stadium and if things have gone wrong, they'll, as Ricky said, they'll get it right eventually. They'll sit down because they've been. They'll make they'll make up their mistakes. They'll put people in the right places. They'll sort out everything around it and they'll get it right. It's not a question that the West Ham are going to disappear tomorrow. They're not. All the errors that are there are kind of like logistical errors and they'll get fixed. Football hasn't changed in the last five years. Football's always been about a club making more and more money. Fair enough. All right, let's, should we do Barley's Brain and Buses? Yeah. Why does it say number five? It's the fifth one this season. Ah. Love numbers, don't you? Mm. Do you know what? We, when, when you were outside, we started to open it. <laughs> 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 Fucking assholes. Jesus. Well, we didn't know. We had a, we had a That's moment. why I know you asked me why I put it yeah. in the envelope. We had a moment. That's sneaky, why. Bastard. Yeah. Sneaky. Yeah. Come on, I've got an interim title to defend. Barley's Brain Busters. Barley's Brain Busters. Oh, <laughs> makes me fucking erect that sound. 
Right, concentrate. Oh, come on, Rick, man. Come on, Rick. <laughs> so, <laughs> just, you know, T's not here and he's the, he's the proper champ. He's the lineal yeah. champ uh, of Barley's Brain Busters. The last time we did without him, Alex from Bristol won. But he was against you and Ben Ellis from Iggy Pop. So what are you saying? That wasn't yeah, much not of really a competition. Ricky's yeah. here. Ricky's here. How do you do when you don't listen back to you? Yeah, I do. He does that. How, how yeah. do you do when you listen back? Do you think you do all right? You hold your own? Uh, yeah, I, I'm still, even though I know the honor, I'm yeah. still shouting out the wrong yeah. ones. <laughs> I've just got two stock answers <laughs> to every question. Jonathan Blondell and Stephen Everson. Yeah. Do you know what pisses me off about T is that he always has another fact on top of the, uh, the other Oh, yeah. no, yeah, Last yeah. week, it's like, fuck off. No, I mean, all right, you're better than us. Don't <laughs> okay. wave your massive dick in our face. Here we go. Question one. Who am I? I was born in Deventa, Bosnia-Herzegovina, on the 5th of February, 1986. I have 93 caps and four goals for my country. I moved to England in 2007. So, I was born in Bosnia-Herzegovina on the 5th of February, 1986. 93 caps and four goals in my country. You paid for Spurs? I moved to England in 2007 when Man City paid £8 million for me. However, after just one year in Manchester, I moved to Spurs for 5.5. Pedro Corluca! Corluca. Boom! Shit. Fucking hell, guys. If I was going to have to get to, he played at right back. What's the next question? What colour are we playing? Oh, okay. so, you think pretty, he played for Croatia. He's <laughs> Croatian in my mind. Yeah, I know. That's, he was that's born what, in Bosnia. It's interesting, wasn't it? Yeah, that's what I like. Yeah. Yeah. Missing man. On the 13th of January 1996, we beat Man City 1-0 at home. But who is missing from this fearsome midfield? We've got Kasky, <laughs> Campbell, Dazelle, and one other. Howes. Not 95? 96. 96. I've got that season on fucking cassette. Kasky, Campbell, <laughs> Will Fox. Oh, no. I was going to say Fox. That's a good shout. Andy Sinton. No. Shit. Do you want a clue? Jonathan yeah. Blundell. <laughs> yeah. He was an international and he was a winger. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not T. <laughs> he uh. scored a famous hat trick against Southampton. Ray 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 Yes! He did get it. Did he? Yeah, yeah, he did get it. Hell. You just were copying the, the, the sound <laughs> down my mouth. Yeah. Rosenthal was signed as like a, a striker. For sake. It was like Sheridan was injured. He, he came in and he, we only striker we had. Okay. Russian roulette. So it's 2-0-0. Two, two, zero, zero. Alex is 2-0-0. Still time. Oh, what is it? Still Russian plenty, roulette. What is still plenty. Russian roulette. It's like all to do with Russian stuff, isn't it? Yeah. And it's meant to be quick fire, but now I'm, I'm not too sure. Right. Looking, looking, down, looking down at us so, like this. So, hang on. So, whoever gets the most points in this round... No, no, no. It's just the name because it's all to do with Russian. Right, brilliant. <laughs> Who played their last game for Spurs against Ruben Kazan at home? Pavlichenko. In the Europa League. These are Russians. Well, the team, is, right. the team is Russian. Oh, right. The team is to do with a Russian team. Ruben Kazan when? So who played the last in Kabul? No. When? In the Europa League. I, don't, I forgot to put the date down. But oh, it's going to be any time in history. No, we've only played them like twice. Oh, I need a year. Fuck. Okay. Yeah. It, <laughs> it, 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 just give us the next question. <laughs> any clues on that one? <laughs> yeah, give us the clue, yeah. <laughs> who played the last game? Who played the Robbie last King. game? <laughs> Because we've only played them fucking twice. I don't even when, know when we played them. When did we last play them? <laughs> Just give us a clue about him. 
Fuck off. He hasn't got any. What's he look like? Yeah, but you must know something about him. What's he look like? This is embarrassing. White or black? I didn't expect. I didn't expect. Is he white? Where does he play? This, the like, this is going to help you. It's 2011. Modric. No. 2011. Bale. No. no. Jamie O'Hara. No. 2011. Okay. Fucking hell. He played. He plays in goal. Friedel. Kudachini. Robinson. Kudachini. Who else have we had? Bro- Brad Guzan. Roy Bonas. Plays in goal 2011. T's gonna fucking hate us. Oh yeah. god. Got fucking listen. Brazilian. Oh goodness! Yes! You know what? We I'm not giving. He ain't having that problem. Okay, we were shit. Embarrassing. Well, you guys didn't give a year, Ruben Kazan. The question was I shit. A goalkeeper. You guys can't even name our goalkeepers. Question was shit. Okay. Sorry, I didn't hear the goalkeeper. What was special in 2011? What was special about Tottenham's, Tottenham's trip to Russia to face Ruben Kazan? What was special about about our game when we played Ruben Kazan? The first time we played Ruben Kazan? No. First time we travelled to Russia? No. What was special about it? It was was something different. It it wasn't actually in Kazan. Artificial pitch. It was in in uh, Ukraine. In the middle of a winter break when they were in the middle of their break. To do with our manager. Martin Yol's last game? No. Martin Yol's in 2011. No. Harry Harry Redknapp would confess to being a tax cheat. No. It's to do with Harry Redknapp. (laughs) Harry Redknapp. Oh, he wasn't there. He, he wasn't was ill. There. Joe he Jordan. There. Oh, for fuck's sake, this is fucking woeful. It's rubbish. No, he's free. He's free. We ain't, ain't for it. Oh, okay. Wait, hey. Me and Ricky are gonna get that back. It's still time. No, you're not. You're not having. Which former Spurs player played for FC Rostov? Bentley. Yes. Well done, Rick. Here we go. Competition. He's genuinely back on. sorry. Someone else got an answer. Oh, shit. We played Spartak Moscow in 2008. We drew 2-2 away from home. Huddleston. Who, who was missing in our midfield that Huddleston scored, though? Who yeah. was missing in our midfield? We had Bentley, Huddleston, Bale, uh, Zakora. Modric. Modric. Zakora. No. Modric. Yeah, sorry, yeah. sorry, say it again. Jamie O'Hara. Jamie O'Hara. Oh, for fuck's sake. What's going on? He's getting stroke in his beard. Yeah, come with you, T, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Who scored their first hat-trick for Spurs against... Andy Makachala in Alpha Lane in December 2013. Lamella. Lamella. No, who scored, a who scored their first Spurs hat trick against Andy at White Hart Lane in December 2013? Andy Bayor. Harry Kane. No. Forward. Forward. Fucking hell. When was it? 2013? 2013. You weren't the Jesus. Phone. You were there. Soldado. Soldado. Oh, he scored a hat trick for us. Yeah, he did. I remember now. We were there, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Alex has won anyway. Alex yeah, you do. Last one. Let's see if some of you can redeem, redeem yourselves. On the 11th of December 2004, we beat City 1 0 away. But which former City player lined up in our midfield that day? The rest, of, the rest of the midfield was Ricketts, Mendes, and Carrick. There's one former. <laughs> Did you nearly say it? <laughs> There's Michael one Brown? Michael Brown. Yeah, that's a good show. Oh, yeah. nice. Well, I'll, I'll have a little note. Is there no other questions? There was my tie break question. Go on, give us that. <laughs> How many kit? Go on, man- I'll let him, let him have his free Closest, punch. closest to pin. How many kit manufacturers have we had? Seven. F- fucking hell. How many kit manufacturers have we had? You're saying seven. Actually, it's less than that, I think. 
Don't fucking throw a little fucking banana skin when we're, we're trying exactly. to. Exactly. Give me a seven, actually, it was less than that. Like, I know the fucking answer. You don't have a fucking clue. You've had a fucking seven in the last ten years. Probably. We'll see, we'll see when he says seven in a minute. Six. No. <laughs> no eight, 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 eight. I'm going You've got to take your first answer. Eight. No, fuck first answer. Fuck off, eight. It, you've already won, you prick. It was eight. That was absolutely pathetic. Was it, oh, do you know what? In, in teams, oh, pathetic like, from you two. No, to be fair, you did pretty well. Yeah, you did pretty well. Right. Right. Uh, my belt. I apologise. Um, which is not good enough. Just, I just don't know enough. I liked it, but he honestly, I, I wish people would have been able to see Bardi's face because it was his teeth, his jaw clenched at one point. <laughs> his, his seed was significant. All my hard work. Just I know. What I year? Like, like it mattered as soon as I told you. Of course you it years. matters. As soon as I told you, you still didn't get it. Yeah, but we might have got it the first like five minutes. It doesn't minutes matter. It doesn't matter. Calm down. Well, still. Well, I think the lesson here is that we don't do this without teeth. Yeah. That's why I did say twice. Yeah. Are we having the quiz today? Well, all right. So we've got quick fire questions. <laughs> Uh, oh, I've got more questions. <laughs> <laughs> I can I don't know the answer to any of these. Ants on fire already. He says, how do you woo a girl? Oh, that's a good one. Honestly, talk, talk to him about how insignificant your dick is. Really? Generally, yeah, it works. works. Or you wear that T-shirt with the uh, dog. Yeah, yeah, the dog my, pull, my pulling shirt, they never failed. You, you get a special shirt. But you've got to have a good-looking face to, to sit on top of the shirt, like, which I have. Cool, what? Go on. Hmm? Go on. Uh, you got yeah, but you, you, you get a, a, an extreme piece of clothing, or you just talk about insignif- how insignificant your dick is, yeah, and that works. I had a way that you've got, used to have, you've got to have a way with your words as well. Yeah, I, I, up in the club when I was uh, younger, I used, to, I used to think just being really nice, like just chatting. But yeah, stuff. Once I once walked around like the, 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 the lap of the club like six times trying to help a girl find her jumper. Because I thought, well, yeah, if I find her jumper, she's she's, definitely she's going to take the dig. Um, And I found the jumper, and and she she left with Steve. So uh, Steve had a big, big reputation in the uh, Gloucestershire area, Bristol. But yeah, uh, yeah. But I spent probably about an hour and a half looking for that jumper. (laughs) That's the true story as well. It's not even funny. You're the nicest guy I've ever met. But nice guys, nice guys do finish last. It's true. You're marrying a woman called Rianne. She's lovely. Yeah, up until that point. (laughs) 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 What I mean is, up until that point. uh, Rick? (laughs) (laughs) You're. uh, You know, I haven't met Rianne, but I'm sure she's. You're sweating. (laughs) Uh, I I don't know. I've been my missus 17 years. I've never had to do any of that. It's horrible, don't. It's horrible. I think, kind of, what Al said along those lines is whatever she says, cling on to the subject and talk more about that subject. Like Mm, you're interested and just keep going with it. And like, yeah, 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 oh yeah, I've done that before and all that. And then then it goes on to the next thing. And then, you know, she thinks you're listening and that's the way to do it. Listen. Be a listener. When when I said, listen and talk. Talk about how insignificant your penis is. You have to have a big penis at the end of that story. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Oh what like is a like a nice surprise? Uh, oh what were you? Oh you were right then when you talked about your little dick. Uh, okay. Uh, don't know what that. Buddy. 
Well, go on, Bon. There's two. I, I have two tactics. It depends on how drunk I am. If I'm, really, if I'm really drunk, I will just kind of dance at them. I will find them on the dance floor yeah, yeah, and I will just try, try and impress them. With yeah. my, Why are you flicking around? Yeah. With, my, with my energy and my stamina and my ability stamina. to be in time with the music. Because, you know, dancing is linked to sex yeah. so if you can prove to a woman <laughs> that you true. can move to the beat and you've got enough stamina to keep it up and doesn't matter what space you're in you can operate at a high level that's for a snap. when I'm pissed in my head that's impressing them I, I, just... I love the fact when you were saying when, when, <laughs> Bari, when Bari was saying oh yeah 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 I, I just danced up the bar <laughs> in my ear going yeah that's a good one yeah. <laughs> like, I've seen you in a club but, but, honestly you've seen in a club where there's like some girls like a circle like dancing like round a load of handbags you can just see blokes like round on the outside desperate no, to try no, and no, penetrate no. that circle and then just you know, that, it, that's the worst thing about going it's depressing, out it, yeah. it is depressing you, you're, especially because I've in recent times been in a situation where obviously with my missus and her mates and as a man you can see mm. the pack circle and it's not even a fucking joke they're disgusting men are fucking rank yeah. and they're, 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 they're sleezing their way up to, to towards these women and not even looking at them yeah. they're pointing inwards in a circle and these men are circling yeah. around like them. sharks like, like what sharks, sharks do it's not like how dolphins yeah but sharks fish. are fucking yeah. cool sharks fuck shit up yeah. these people they, it's not even sharks it's like slugs <laughs> you're right buddy they, how dolphins catch fish like they, they, yeah. they spin around bash their tail on the ground to make like a mud circle hoping that it's one of them breaks it. free and then they eat it <laughs> That's exactly what it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Honestly, but I'm I'm in any any bloke that can go up and just charm a girl and just chat them up. I'm in awe of those guys. Fair play to you. Oh, I'll have to show you that one or two times. <laughs> I've never seen you do that. Uh, well, you haven't been out with me properly, have you? <laughs> Alright, we've got one more question because we've got to shoot off. Um, which you make one, it about Spurs. Which one of these? Oh, yeah. Are there any players or coaches out there whose addition would sour you? Sorry, someone else read that out because I'm drunk. Are there any players or coaches out there whose addition would sour you on Spurs? Well, anyone, yeah. Besides Costa, it would be pretty disgusting. Well, I, I was thinking about this. There's like certain, certain Arsenal players, for example, who you would never accept at your club because they've just been like Arsenal fired. Like for me, Ozil, he's just, you know, he's too much. He's just associated too much with Arsenal. Absolutely. But someone like Ale- yeah. Omri is another. But someone like Alexi Sanchez, I would. I would accept Alexis Sanchez. I don't think he's been that Arsenal fight. I think I think there's still like he's Darth Vader. I still think there's a little bit of good in there. I'd I, I would rather walk into the kitchen and pour a boiling hot kettle <laughs> over my head <laughs> than fucking say yeah, Alexis yeah. Sanchez. I welcome. I'd accept Alexis a lift from Alexis Sanchez if I was in the outback and I'd be raped. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's that's all I would accept from him. I, the hmm. thing is as well, like over the years of like the Gallas and your Adebayors and at the time it felt so bad. And as a Spurs fan, I need to, you know, get behind the team and get behind the player and stuff like that. But seriously, man, I, I never, ever, from from now, now, we draw the line now. <laughs> if anyone listening now, starting start start from start now, now start from now. Uh, I never ever want to have an ex-Arsenal yeah. player in our team. We don't need him to fucking rank. We don't need him to bridge the gap anymore. No. You know, there's the one. Disgusting. There's, there's one player. I, I would take Arsenal out of it. There's one player that if he signed for Spurs, I genuinely wouldn't go, and I would seriously question that. It'd be John Terry. I, I couldn't. I couldn't do it. He's got some good ideas. <laughs> right. Should we finish that? <laughs> yeah, he is. 
He's yeah. absolute scum. Yeah. Yeah, detestable human being. It's boring saying that, though, isn't it? It's, like it's more interesting saying that he isn't. Because. Good defender. Know. Good left foot. Good left, yeah. He could probably do a job still, I suppose. Alongside Toby. That makes yeah. you feel sick. They kind of balance each other off quite nicely. And a lot, a lot of. Uh, lot, a lot of. <laughs> Something wrong in 60 seconds. A lot of intellect. Oh, I miss wrong in 60 seconds. Like, should we bring that back? I next think week? we should, yeah. Let's bring it back next week. Alright, this has been the Fighting Cop Podcast. Thank you so much, Ricky, Bardi, and Alex, for coming. That's right. Another banging episode. It's good. It flowed well. I, I feel like this is. I think this is peak. <laughs> yeah, I really did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. 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 Podcast Network. Sports Social 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 Podcast Network. Does your insurance agent treat you like family? Insurance Corporation is programmed to build interpersonal relationships with members of family units. We communicate on a four-name basis with all customer numbers. Only a human who knows you can create a plan that's right for you. That's why for more than 80 years, Farm Bureau Financial Services has built relationships first and plans second. It's your future. Let's protect it. Talk to a Farm Bureau agent today or visit fbfs.com slash protect. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.